Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we're here at the Eagles Nest for round two of the playoffs for one of the best games that's going to be in the whole state of Iowa as far as competition goes. I'm here with Coach Chipperez. Chipperez uh, from the Burlington Notre Dame Nikes. Welcome back to the program, Coach. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Glad to be back. Well, last time you came to the Eagles Nest, you burned the place down. Uh, just uh, just exploded in every aspect and facet of, of baseball and uh, come out of here with a 17-1 to win. Uh, and you're back today, uh, presumably with somewhat of the same game plan? That's the, that's the plan anyway, <laughs> you know. Um, obviously, it's it's going to be considerably tougher tonight. Um, Kyoto's a good ball club. Um, they're well coached. And, you know, they got... Uh, uh, Colton Clarehan on the mound tonight, so that's going to be an obstacle in itself. So, so he's starting the game. Yes. Well, uh, him and uh, Aiden Anderson combined for a no hitter against Danville, uh, but uh, uh, and uh, he had developed Colton Clarehan developed. Give you a little hand. He he developed a slider here uh, just prior to that game that really really was very effective for him, uh, and he mixed it in good with his curveball and his fastball, and uh, he stayed in the strike zone. I think only walked one batter and struck out ten. But uh, your pitcher was very similar to that. Uh, you didn't hardly give up anything. Uh. No, I, I you know I don't I don't recall what how many hits we gave up. Um, Jackson Sadler he started for us against against Wapolo. That's probably our number probably our number five or number six pitcher. Um, we got our number one going tonight, Jack Brent. Um, he does a fantastic job uh, for us. You know he mixes speeds well. He locates the ball great. Um, he's got a little pop on the fastball, so um, hopefully he'll be firing on all cylinders tonight. Well, it's number one against number one uh, tonight. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. Uh, tell us a little bit about your lineup. So it's going to be exactly the same lineup as we had uh, um, the other night, you know, with the exception of obviously some positional changes. Um, Jack Brent will start on the mound for us. Um, Schwanker will be leading off playing shortstop. And then we have Owen Gulick playing center field. Uh, then Carson Chip Rose will play third base. He's our three-hole hitter. Dylan Kipp will be at first. He's our four-hole hitter. And then we got Jack Brent. He's our pitcher tonight. And then Spencer Brent will be in second base. He's our six hitter. And then we're having Isaiah Crow. He's our DH tonight for the right fielder, Lucas Johnson. And then our uh, eight hitter will be our catcher, Logan Brent. And then our nine hitter will be our our eighth grader, Landry Albrecht. Well, your, your catcher impressed me last week. He seems to have a strong arm and had a, had a pretty good command of the field and what was going on out there. He does. He does a great job for us. He's only a sophomore. Um, he does have a good arm. Um, and his bat's starting to come around, too. He kind of struggled early on in the year, but he's seen the second half of the season. He's starting to come around. Yeah, the second half, a lot of these players are stretching it out a little bit. Now, I don't remember any of the names of the players, but your infield and your outfield both played extremely good defense. Did you feel like that? They did. You know, we've been playing the second half of the season. We've been playing really good defense. We've been harping on that. Um, but you got to make the plays that are given to you, and you can't give good teams out. So... I thought they've done a really good job the second half of the season. Well, you, you've had a, you played the kind of schedule that toughened you up for the playoffs. You came into the playoffs with a big run, and I, you know, uh, I think Kyoto's got, got their hands full with you, and you got your hands full with Kyoto. It's the kind of ball game you really want to come to see, isn't it? It is. You know, these are the kind of games that are fun to coach, and uh, it's playoff baseball. You know, anything can happen, so it's uh, it's exciting. exciting yeah, well, I'm ex- glad to be here. Round Guy Radio is glad to be here to bring you the action. And uh, good luck tonight, Coach. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us.
Welcome back to the Eagles Nest as Round Guy Radio is covering one of the biggest high school playoff games going on in the state right now. It's the Notre Dame Burlington Knights against the Kyoto Eagles here in the Eagles Nest in Kyoto. We've got two big color guys helping us out tonight. we got Andy McGuire and we got Scotty Mellon. Welcome to the program, guys. How's it going, Dave? Well, Scotty, you got Notre Dame's lineup. What's going on? What do they got? All right, so Notre Dame, uh, our leadoff hitter is Caden Schwinker. He will be playing shortstop. Number two is Owen Gulick. He's the center fielder. In the three spots, Carson Sprez. He's the third baseman. And batting cleanup is Dylan Kipp. He's the first baseman. Batting fifth is Jack Brent. He is listed as tonight's pitcher. Number six is Spencer Brent. He's at second base. And then they've got a uh, couple of guys listed in the seventh spot. Isaiah Crow would be a designated hitter, or Lucas Johnson, right field. Yeah, right. He'll play another one. All right. Eight, so. And at the number eight spot's Logan Brent, the catcher, and batting ninth, Landry Hebrichter, left field. Well, Andy, you got the Eagles lineup. What do they got? How are they laying it out tonight? Yeah, sure, Dave. So we're going to start out with Colton Clairhan in the top slot. Uh, batting second would be Caleb Waterhouse. He typically plays second base. Uh, Caden Clarihan is batting third. Uh, uh, he'll be catching tonight. Number four is Cole Kindred. He'll be playing shortstop. Uh, batting, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six would be Tanner Waterhouse, right field. Aiden Anderson would be next. He's playing uh, first base. Evan Vitato out at uh, third base uh, is in the seventh spot. Number eight spots Dal Dalton. Excuse me, Dalton Dodd at center field. And then uh, rounding out the field is left fielder Chase Searin. I don't see who we have for starting pitching tonight, but I'm guessing it's Colton Clarehan. Yeah, Colton Clarehan is starting tonight. They yeah. uh, they decided to go with him. That wasn't the original plan, but uh, I think this game merits it. You know, uh, they uh, Notre Dame is, is pitching Jack Brent tonight. Uh, you know, uh, last time uh, uh, Aiden Anderson and Colton Clarehan combined on a no-hitter against Danville, uh, but then again, Notre Dame Burlington came in here and just uh, put a 17 spot up. They looked fantastic in all facets of the game. Uh, Scotty, what are you looking at tonight? Uh, is there any anything about this matchup that's caught your eye? I mean, the, the quality of opponents Burlington Notre Dame's played, and I didn't know anything about them before I listened to your, an interview you did with uh, their coach after round one. And man, that's a a gauntlet they've run all season long. The record may not show it, but this is a top-notch team, so that worries you a little bit. So I can see why we'd be throwing Colton out there. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a huge game. you gotta, you got to get your best out there to move on. Well, Andy, it comes down to pitching. You know, uh, what What are you seeing tonight in tonight's pitching? Yeah, absolutely, Dave. I think, you know, you and I called the game the other night, and I didn't realize, as you didn't either, that that was a no-hitter going. It was just such a good game to watch and such a nice night. Um, I think we have the similar thing setting up tonight where it's just going to be a pitcher's duel. And uh, Scott, you're right, you know, these are two good quality teams, especially Burlington Notre Dame playing in that Southeast Super Conference. Um, their record doesn't uh, show what they're capable of, uh, but it'll be a great game. There's no two ways about that tonight. Well, I know this Brent kid and this Chipperez kid are, you know, some of their better athletes. Uh, and I think that those are probably their keys to victory. What, who, what you guys has picked to, to click tonight for the Kyoto offense? Who do you think? Who do you think needs to get on base or, or put some runs in? 
Well, uh, first off, uh, Colton's going to have to be in the strike zone. Um, that's always important. Um, they're going to have to put the bats on the ball, um, and play error free or pretty darn close to it, I think, in the field, because I think that's what Notre Dame's probably going to show them on their side. Yeah, pitching and defense is... No, uh, last last game that you and I were at, Andy, uh, Cole Kindred drove in three runs. Yeah, I did. And I yeah. think uh, Cole Kindred and maybe even uh, Vivito will probably need to drive in some runs somewhere along this line for Kyoto to get over the hump. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's spot on. I think Cole hitting the ball is important. You know, and even just the bottom third of that lineup, if we can get uh, Evan, Dalton, and Chase hitting the bat early, I think that's going to pay dividends for the Eagles. And uh, you know those top guys are going to get theirs. Colton Clarehan, Caden Clarehan, those guys have really high batting averages for the year. I don't see that slumping off uh, tonight. Um, but just getting the rest of that order to go through, I think it's going to be imperative, especially with this really good hitting West Burlington, uh, or Burlington Notre Dame team. Well, I don't know where you're listening to or what kind of weather you're from, but if you're if you've ever been in Iowa when it was 98 degrees, that's what we got tonight. Uh, what do you guys think? There's not much wind and uh, plenty of sun. I know the corn in left field is going to be happy, but I don't know about everybody else. What do you think? I, I can only speak for myself, but I love hot weather. You know where I'd like to be right now, on a beach in Florida. So, But I'm not. I'm in Iowa and I'm at a baseball game. That's uh, pretty much uh, just as good. And, and I want hot weather. Hopefully the kids... You know, don't let it affect them at all in any negative way. It's going to be a little sweaty and slippery maybe, but when I was a kid, I loved this kind of stuff for my summer sports. So. Well, the weather does sound seem like just it's going to maybe be, uh, you know, set 94 or something uh, here by the time we, we get not too far into the game and, and decline a little bit, but it's going to be hot. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm excited. I think you guys are excited. Uh, I know I talked to Notre Dame's coach, and he seems – to have that same kind of edge he did last time. Uh, I want to thank uh, Clara Hand Trucking and Helmuth uh, Ford out of Sigourney. Helmuth Ford uh, out of Sigourney came in, stepped in, and sponsored the whole playoffs. So uh, we're going to be talking a lot about them tonight. Uh, Helmuth Ford, you know, they want to earn your business, you know, and uh, we're going to have some segments uh, where Clara Hand Trucking delivers. We see a thing tonight where someone delivers. We're looking for that tonight, too. So anyway... Uh, that's the pregame. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be right back with the start of the game. Oh, wait a minute. Well, here we're here at the Eagles Nest as uh, Clarehand Trucking brings you this game, and the Helmuth uh, Ford dealership in Sigourney pre- presents this entire playoff series. So uh, we're ready for the first batter. Uh, who do we got here? Looks like Caden uh, Schwinker. He's a shortstop, and he's the leadoff guy. Colton Clarehan's on the mound, and there's the first pitch. Just a little bit outside. Boy, he didn't miss by much there, did he? Nope. Here comes the pitch. Strike one. Boy, I tell you, those pitches must have been just about an inch apart. Looked pretty close, didn't they? One ball, one strike. Oop, the flags are blowing out, but now they're blowing to the right field. There's a little bit of a breeze, and it's really making it a little more tolerable to be here. 98 degrees at the game time. Here's the pitch. Foul ball. Two balls and two strikes. This feels like a battle right from the get-go, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Now, what we saw a lot of Notre Dame last time was they just, everybody puts the bat on the ball. Colton's uh, in the windup. There's the pitch, a little curveball. 
Stayed a little high. Three balls and two strikes. Well, we're already to the first full count of the game. It feels like a playoff baseball. There's the pitch. Oh, he sliced it foul into the uh, into the girls' softball field. Boy, that corn out there in left fields. Uh, they're loving every minute of this. He's got the sign. Here's the delivery. Ball inside. He put the first guy on. The center fielder's coming up on Gulick. Gulick. Really disciplined baseball for that first batter there to get to that three and two count with two foul balls. I think we might see that all night tonight. What do you think, gentlemen? I'm hoping we are. Here comes the pitch. Strike. Swing and strike. Boy, they, these uh, Notre Dame team, you put it in the strike zone, they uh, swing at it. There's the throw over to first base. We're here with Andy McGuire and Scotty Melvin as this uh, game merits that much attention. Well, he's looking over. He's coming to deliver. There's the pitch. Boy, just a little high, maybe a little outside. He's uh, in the strike zone or near it. He's nibbling around the edges tonight. Yeah, it's playoff baseball and looks like a playoff strike zone too. Boy, that was a tight throw. Had a little bit of a view of first base tonight, but not, uh, again, yeah, not think, too much better than last time. I think you might have the better Scott, Dave. You can hear a better spot, Dave. Looks like you can actually see through there. A little bit. There throws over. Boy, I tell you, there's a lot of cat and mouse there between first uh, first base there. Uh, there is a big crowd here tonight, isn't there? That's a huge crowd, you bet. Boy, these Notre Dame team, they come to support, don't they? Here comes the pitch. It's a pop-up. Number 20 offering bunt there, yeah. Well, uh, we have uh, some uh, mid-prairie played at five. Uh, they were had a no-hitter going as of the six. It was three to nothing. Mid-prairie was in front of Cardinal. A lot of action tonight, guys. There is. I think Pekin is playing on the other side of the Kyoto uh, Burlington Notre Dame bracket with uh, New London. Another super conference matchup up on the top side of this bracket. So it'll be interesting to see what comes about from that game and what the winner of this game has to contend with for uh, Saturday night. Well, uh, here we are at uh, first inning, uh, sponsored by Clarahan Trucking. The second batter still up. The ball got thrown away, got past uh, the first baseman. They just kept throwing over there. And now there's a runner at second base. Uh, you know, sometimes I think it's just better if you let the guy steal, to be honest with you. Um, then uh, throwing over there, wasting a lot of, of energy, especially on a hot day. Uh, the guy you need to get when you're the pitcher is at the plate. Yeah, the runner. Those are the types of mental lapses I think both of these teams are going to have to avoid in order to be successful tonight. Oh, there was a strike. Strike one. There's the first strikeout. One out. Cole Clarehan was the, the, had the most strikeouts of any pitcher in the state of Iowa last year. Mm -hmm. I believe he's currently number three in uh, Class A. Yeah, I believe that's right. What do you have, 94? And number two was at 95. And number one was maybe at 100. So a really tight race there as far as strikeouts go and statistics. Well, we've... There's a little ball a little high up there, ball one. He's trying to use this off-speed stuff, little change-ups and curveballs, yet I haven't quite seen that slider that he 
he was so effective with last last game. Runner at second base. Here's the pitch. Again, he's up upstairs a little bit. You know, we've just seen uh, every time we come here to the Eagles Nest, we hear uh, quite a bit of. Uh, it's always some kind of magic happening. You know what I mean? Home runs to win games in the last at bat. Uh, Aiden Anderson got a win that made him the the had the most wins in the state. It was here for a no hitter last time. Here's the pitch. Oh, three balls and uh, no strikes. If he does put the batter uh, is uh, Carson Chipper as he's the coach's kid and he is uh, really one of the best players that they've got on the team here. He's the third baseman tonight. Not a super big kid. He almost looks like a Jose Altuve type. Well, yeah, he, I would say very much like that. Uh, it's a small strike zone. He, That's right. Not a big kid, but he is a very much. Uh, uh, he's very much a, a strong, strong young man there. Just all muscle. Well, we're at the cleanup hitter, Dylan Kipp, first base. Now, he well, he did walk that guy. He did uh, set up the double play. So let's see uh, if that. There's a strike, boy. He just a nice low fastball there. Yep, yep that's right. It looks like the the ump's looking for maybe right down the middle, and even going to give that low call tonight, maybe. Well, he looks back at the runner at second. He fires. Foul ball. That, there was a slider. Yeah. There was a slider, and that was good because, you know, he was uh, – the ball was just out on the end of his bat where he thought he was barreling it up. So that would be pretty good. Uh, yeah, you know, so far the top of this order, they've been pretty patient picking out the good spots and swinging the bat. So I think that's going to bode well for a fun baseball game tonight too. I think uh, Colton looks like he's under control and, and pitching really well, even with the two walks. So he far. does seem to be pretty, pretty – uh, Pretty calm out there. Here comes the pitch. Throwing that curveball. It's staying high and not dropping out. You know, uh, I think maybe it's the humidity that's keeping his ball from breaking the way it, what it, way it sure was in the last game. This, uh, but I think he should just stay with that slider. Yeah, he's been to the rosin bag a couple of times already in this uh, first half. And One ball and two strikes. Here's the setup. Here's the pitch. Ground ball to the right side. All right, just a ground ball to the first baseman. He went ahead and just took the out at first base. That gives him two outs, runners at second and third. I think that was a, a, a pretty positive result for Kyoto there. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Still well, and I think that was a slider, just like we were talking about, because, uh, again, it was off the end of his bat. That's and true, uh, yeah. Kind nice of a little half swing thing there to get it down the first baseline and an easy out for first base, then, but they do uh, have runners at second and third. And Colton's going to need his defense behind him. Strike one on the inside corner, boy. Uh, you know, he, he's uh, starting a lot of guys off with that fastball. Yeah, Scotty, I think you're right. He's starting out with confidence. He's under control. Ball, foul ball to the right side on the ground. Well, this is Britt, uh, Jack Brent. He is the pitcher. He's their very best pitcher. And... Uh, you know, like I say last time, it looked like everybody hit. Well, we got a uh, strike three. Got out of it. Boy, I tell you, two strikeouts and the ground ball to the first baseman, and uh, he's out of it. Yeah, the Eagles should be in business. Like we mentioned last time, Dave, the uh, longer Colton goes into these games, typically the better he gets. So if he gets settled in here, 
And if the Eagles can get some hits here, maybe get a, even a run in, I think they'll feel pretty good about themselves. I like yeah. the way he started. Yeah, he's he's uh, you know, it, it, it just seemed like there was a, a, a point out there where you just kind of calmed down, didn't it? Yeah, both times I've seen him start, um, he come out of the gate a little wild, you know, and maybe a little uh, too jacked up or something. And tonight he looks focused and, and under control, calm. I think I think that bodes well for Kyoto. Well, Helmut uh, Ford in Sigourney, Iowa, is going to present the bottom of this inning. Uh, they're looking to earn your business the old-fashioned way, and they got a, they got cars for Southeast Iowa. Got a selection for all the kind of cars that people drive in Southeast Iowa. Your trucks, your, you know, your vans, the things that the, that the working man needs. It's all over there at Helmut Ford. And uh, I just got some news that uh, uh, Mid Prairie has won and advanced. Uh, I'm I'm waiting to hear back to find out if that no hitter was still intact after the sixth inning. But uh, uh, who's it? Carson Grout. I know he yes, started that game. He, started. Uh, uh, he is, I mean, I saw him pitch against Washington, and I think he got through a one-hitter that game. So, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I talked to somebody about that game today, and I said, you know, Cardinal can hit, mm-hmm. and all of them can hit. I said, you guys got four or five, you got five good hitters, but uh, they got eight or nine good hitters. So, you know, the... the they got past that talent, and they'll be on the, the face of winner of Meepo and Van Buren, which is going on right now down there. This game got underway a little early, I think. Yeah, we're just after 7 right now, and we're supposed to start at 7. So, so yeah. yeah, yeah did. Some weather moving in from the north. I don't know how much will get to us, but I think a lot of, a lot of uh, schools move start times up. There's the ball. Boy, the Coyote uh, bench is uh, all hollering. There's the first pitch as uh, Jack Brent. Uh, Faces Colton Clarahan. Here's the pitch. That's ball high. So one ball, one strike. One pitcher facing the other pitcher. That's what it is. That's the name of the game. Looks like two curveballs out of the gate. One just hung up a little bit high. Well, Jack Wren is uh, is their very best pitcher. He's got an excellent record, and uh, he's led this team to many a win this year. There's a couple of Brents on this team. Did I read that roster right? Yeah, they've there's three. Three of them. You know, there's... Uh, there's brothers everywhere, Waterhouses and Clarahans and Brents and this Anderson's got a whole family full of kids that play ball. There's the windup, here's the pitch. Ground ball up the middle, the shortstop ball. He doesn't get to it. And yep. Colton Clarahan yep. starts off again with the base hit. He just Starts off every single game I see him with a hit. Yep. Luck of the luck of the Clarahan or Iders Clarahan there. I got a kind of a goofy bounce at the shortstop to get him on base. Well, those are the kind of things you want to capitalize on postseason, especially if you can. Well, uh, Caleb Waterhouse is a second baseman. He's been this, uh, pretty much the number two hitter all year long. Looks like the coach uh, McComb is coming down. He's, Talks to the umpire a little bit. I want to thank the umpires for coming out tonight in this heat. You know, I know Scott's passionate about the umpires and the umpiring situation that's been going on. Well, I like to spend my evenings watching the kids play. I think he's going to bunt. I do. No, he doesn't. He swings away. Full swing. Clear hand stays. He doesn't always get a very big lead, you know. 
but he runs hard, and he really likes to score. He scored four runs in the last game. Here's the pitch. It's a ground ball to third base. It's a little foul. Goes up. No balls and two strikes. Caleb Waterhouse just a little bit in front of that ball. Get the timing right and see if we can give her a ride. These Waterhouse kids like to swing the bat. Here's the pitch. In the strike zone, a high strike. I would have swung at it with two strikes, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's an It might have been a little bit out of the strike zone, but you don't want to, you know, I never liked uh, not swinging at strike three. I'd rather pull the trigger on one like that than this. Well, here comes Caden Clarahan. He's a freshman, but uh, the kid's got some power. And he likes to he likes to get hits in big situations. Curveball, strike. Boy, now that's the best looking curveball we've seen all night, isn't it? Yeah, he's dropping it right in there. That seems like a big part of this Jack Brent's game. And I and I, I bet he's gonna be effective if he can throw it like that. Here comes the pitch. Ball inside. But then again, you know, it looks like it's coming inside and then it's breaking mm-hmm. real hard back towards the strike zone and dropping at the same time. I I'm impressed. Catcher, the wind's, catcher's doing a nice job back there trying to pull that ball over to make it a strike. Here's the pitch. Foul ball. Clayton's Ooh. batting 406. How about that out of a freshman? Unbelievable, In isn't three it? Spot. Yeah. And he gets a lot of doubles and extra base hits. Hits the gap a lot with his pitches. There's, uh, there's the wind. It uh, was going straight out to center, and it's kind of alternate between center and right field. No, one's going straight out for this pitch. Here it is. High ball. He's running. He's out. Boy. The catcher there, uh, Logan Brent. I mentioned to uh, Coach Chipperez that uh, their catcher did an excellent job in the game uh, ahead of time. But I don't blame Kyoto for trying to get guys in the scoring position. Well, that's good aggressive baseball right there. You have to take those chances. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Here's the pitch. It's a foul, foul ball way behind us. Yeah, the, the Burlington Notre Dame catcher in pregame. Boy, I thought he had okay, so uh, I got the, the final word. Uh, yes, uh, Meepo did win, but no, it was not a no hitter. So uh, our streak of being the only no hitter guys is still in track, even though we didn't even notice. Well, there was a strike out there. Uh, inning ends, boy, howdy. That was the first inning, wasn't it? That was quick. It was uh, quick. It was aggressive. Uh, three up and three down, essentially. Although, uh, I think that was a base hit. I know it, uh, the, the shortstop did get a little bit to it, but uh, it was hit so hard. Well, top of the inning, brought to you by Clarahan Trucking. Well, Scott, what do you say? What do you think so far? This is a very evenly matched game, I think. Uh, both pitchers look great. We've seen some great defense. We've seen a couple walks. We've seen a, a base hit that maybe somebody might score an error. I don't know. But uh, two solid teams. And uh, something about the tension in the air in the playoffs. I love it. Well, a lot of people coming here, Andy. That's they right. They just keep coming and keep coming. And uh, yeah. they got the lawn chairs. And some of the people are standing. The bleachers are all packed. Uh, this is a big game. It is, and you can tell it, you know, in between the pitches, it's pretty quiet. You can almost hear a pin drop, and then a play gets made, and you'll hear it from uh, Burlington Notre Dame fans. They like or they like what they saw for a couple of times, and the same thing on the Eagles' side. Well, what do you know about this jo- Jordan Cottrell that's uh, the assistant coach that, that works so much with 
Colton on this slider that he used effectively. Oh, yeah, you bet. So Jordan was a pitcher for the Eagles back uh, a number of years ago. He's actually a Kyoto grad and uh, led the team, I believe it was state back in 2005, if, uh, if memory serves me correctly. Well, that's what that rock says on the way in yeah, here. Yep, big left-handed pitcher and uh, really a, a big energy guy. You know, it's something that the Eagles need is somebody to keep him up, and he does a good job at that. Well, uh, it isn't much of a breeze, but it's going straight out. We've got uh, Spencer Brent. He is the second baseman, and he's the number six hitter, and he's uh, leading this inning off. Strike one is the foul back. Ball's fouled back. Boy, uh, sometimes when there's nobody on base, there's a ball hitting the five-sickle. Cole Kindred gets it up, but I don't think he got there. It didn't. The no, ball did not. He had to go too far to the right to get it. And uh, boy, I tell you, this Notre Dame uh, crowd is fired up. You know, they get a guy on base and they're they're ready to to get something going. Well, Isaiah Crow, the DH, is uh, is playing. He's batting for Lucas Crow, who's in right field. Uh, There's an excellent play by Cole Kindred, but. Uh, Probably like to have that throwback. That was a really good stab. Well, there. the throw must have got there because the runner's on second base. So nobody out and a runner at second base. Oh. We've well, got the seven, eight, nine hitters. He's going to have to bear down. Oh, there's a bunt. Coming through. Oh, it doesn't look like they were able to uh, handle the bunt. Now a uh, runner advances to third and... Uh, Isaiah Crow uh, puts his team in a good position. You, you you lay that bunt down and good things happen. Yeah, he did. Not the best bunt in the world, but it was effective. You know, we had a bit of a mishap over here at first base, I believe. And Well, you know, I think the first baseman was probably charging and uh, then had to try to get re- get right. back to the base. Right. It's, you know, again, we, we have an obstructed view of the uh, of first base, which makes it a little difficult to call the game. A, a lot of bodies converging on first, uh, and that can cause problems. Oh, boy, there was a close play at first base. Clarehan would like to uh, get an out and erase one of these base runners, I think. But when there's nobody on base, he is very quick to the plate. He looks it over. He's in the mound. Is stretched. There's another bunt. A run scores from third. The runner moves to second. But I do believe they got the out at first base, you know. I tell you, when I'm when I'm playing, uh, when I'm coaching the team, I'm happy to just take those outs. They want to give me outs. I, uh, you know, I mean, we could uh, if we'd have fielded a little better, we'd have two outs and nobody on. You know, but uh, that's uh, good old small ball right there. But they, that was Logan Brent. Right. He's the catcher. Boy, uh, both guys squared up and did a good job of bunting here. Here comes uh, Landry Heberichter. It's as close as I can come, folks. That one's a tough one. But uh, he's the left fielder and the number nine hitter, so they get him on. Then the top of the order is going to come up. Clarehan is uh, on the mound. Hey, hey, Andy, uh, this game started a little early. That'd be very good. Thank you. Got a little update from Andy Kretzinger of the uh, Southeast Iowa Union there. He's at the Meepo game. And uh, he's keeping us informed. I think uh, Jacob Lindsendorf from KTVO is going to be here at the end of this game. Well, it's one to nothing. 
Two balls and one strike. Runner at second base. Oh, the ball gets past. The runner's going to third, and he makes it. Well, I hope the Colton's not getting frustrated out there. It's three and one, and this is the number nine hitter, and he doesn't need to lose him. You know, I think uh, I think if he could just get this out, I think he could get out of this inning without any more damage. Here comes the pitch. It's a butt. It's a squeeze play, but the ball's bunted in foul territory back behind the home plate. You know, uh, a good advice to a young man that's listening is that pitches. Is if the runner, if the hitter squares to bunt, you want to throw that ball high. Get it up in his eyes. It's much harder to bunt a pitch that's that's upstairs. If it's down, if it's a low pitch, it's very easy to, to do whatever you want with it. Here comes the runners. Uh, here's the stretch. Here's the pitch. Ground ball. Second baseman. They can... Uh, and again, the first baseman misses the ball. This is not going to... Um, these are the kind of mistakes you just can't make in yeah. playoff baseball, is yeah. it? That's one of the keys to the game. We talked about it early is the mental lapses and limiting those uh, those errors. Well, uh, Coach uh, McCombs calls a timeout. He wants to talk it over with the, uh, with the infield. Uh, uh, that's Aiden Anderson over there at first base. Uh, he's... Uh, Normally pretty sure-handed. I don't know if the throws, you know, we can't tell. Yeah, the the view's obstructed by the Notre Dame uh, dugout there, so it's hard to see what's going on, but that's, what, three or four that have gotten by. Well, the lights Anderson, are already so. in, and uh, there's a few clouds up there, and we might have a little, little storm later on tonight. But we're back at the top of the lineup here as uh, Cadence Swinsinker. The shortstop is up, and he's the leadoff hitter. Yeah, he could have had. Uh, oh, he could have had three outs already. But uh, you know, those bunts are disruptive, and that's why I'm a big fan of bunting. Yeah, it's definitely a loss. Especially when you got a pitcher that, that throws so hard. He's trying to throw over there. He almost had a guy picked off earlier. It's a game of inches. Game of inches. Here's the pitch. Strike right on in there. And that's what he needs to do. He just needs to work on the batter. Two runs is not going to – I think we can get two runs. So nothing, nothing's a big shakeup. They got the runner. He was leaning a little bit over there, and he threw over, but he, he just got back again. I think uh, we saw Notre Dame run quite a bit in uh, the game uh, they they played last Saturday. Here comes the pitch. The curveball, strike. Uh, runner goes and throws a little overthrown. Runners on base, but we got the strike, and I think that's what's important here. Mm -hmm. No balls and two strikes. Uh, What's this guy's number? I'm not sure if that ain't Owen Glick up. There's the pitch. Strike three. Oh, looking. So that was that was a that was a leadoff hitter Swarzenegger. The shortstop struck out. So uh, that's what Caden's going to need. He's going to need some strikeouts tonight. His defense is kind of uh, a little iffy tonight. So he just needs to keep staying with it. Well, the Number three hitter, Chris Chipperez is up. Or no, uh, this is Owen Glick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
He's a center fielder and the number two hitter. And uh, he probably can bunt too. About 300 on the season. Here's a throw back to second base. But uh, Hitcher never left there. He held the ball, held the ball didn't, didn't he? It looked like it. Caden had a nice fake on that one. It looked like he might have had a chance at him, too. He's definitely wanting to run. I think he's getting a big lead. There's the pitch. And he's he got it. He's working that inside of the plate. Yeah, he just got to keep getting back to this, and I think everything will be fine. It would be really nice not to let this guy score from second, although he's uh, getting a lead and wants to score. Strike three. Or strike two, I mean. Caden started walking back to the field. But, uh, I think Caden's ready to get out of the inning, too. But uh, Holton fooled that batter. He uh, jumped out of the way of the pitch and went over the plate. Yes, he did. Well, the, that was the curveball that, that actually is breaking. Uh, here comes the pitch. Ball outside. A little slider, I think, that time. That Caden uh, did a good job of catching that. Uh, yeah, he did. Could have had a runner at third base pretty easy there. Two balls and two strikes, two outs. Top of the second inning. Clear hand trucking inning. Here comes the pitch. Ball inside. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. Runner at second base. And it's a warm night tonight, people. He's in the windup. He's leading off. There's the pitch. Strike three. I think, uh, I think, uh, Caden had a little premonition. I think he, saw he did. The future I think, there. Yeah, he might have known what was coming saw down the future. That well, that was Chipper as there. The, or that was Owen Glick, wasn't it? Oh, well, he struck out the the one-two hitters. He had trouble with the seven, eight, nine hitters, but the one-two hitters were a, a piece of cake up there, weren't they? I think that just speaks to the quality of this Notre Dame team, you know. I mean, when you're hitting that good out of those bottom slots, you're going to be in every ball game that you play. Yeah, I think it's important to have uh, – team that there's no weak segment of your lineup, you know, no easy outs. Well, it was uh, the fourth inning before I screwed up this many times last game. <laughs> well, uh, Helmuth Ford's bringing us uh, the bottom half of this inning. Mid-Prairie, uh, I got to see them uh, play Washington with Carson Grout uh, pitching. He threw a one-hitter. Uh, he was on top of it tonight. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, Mid-Prairie has a lot of really good athletes up there. They made it to state in basketball. They had a tough football team. There's a lot of uh, a lot of athletic kids up there, and I'm not surprised that they're uh, making a, a relatively deep run in these districts already. Well, uh, uh, Cardinal had a great season. So uh, I got some uh, – I just got a text from uh, Andy Kretzinger, the Southeast Iowa. He said, Mid-Prairie – Four, Cardinal nothing. Grout got the W through five innings, five shutout innings. Becker uh, got the loss for Cardinal. Uh, that might have been his first loss this year. Brooke Harlan, uh, two RBI doubles. Mid-Prairie Comets. Uh, Comets loaded the bases in the fourth and the fifth, but never scored. So uh, that's uh, that as uh, Andy Kretzinger uh, gives us the uh, clear hand trucking delivery. As he delivers the score from Mid Prairie, he's in there watching uh, Winfield Mount Union right now. So who we got up to bat here? This is Cole Kindred. We got a one and two count going right now. Well, we talked about Cole Kindred. We we feel like uh, he needs to have a game. Yeah. And he uh, just struck out. 
but yeah. uh, he'll get a few more at bats. I think these guys are going to need to. Uh, it might be the second or third time around through the lineup when they they get uh, get a better look at him here. So. Yeah, that's right. This number twenty five on the bump for Notre Dame is really throwing some some pitches that are are that they have a lot of life to them. Not a lot of velocity necessarily. No, no, he's not but, he's not overpowering them, yeah. but. Uh, you know what's important is that the ball moves. That's, that's what's right. that's what's hard to read. And another swing through. Well, this is Tanner Waterhouse. Now Tanner Waterhouse is very capable of getting on base, and he uh, is a great hitter. It's one ball, one strike. That was a pitch he should have swung at. I think. I think so too. You know, he I was think... looking for something else, and he. But this pitcher has got a, he's got a good changeup. He's got a good curveball. He's got a good fastball. You got to guess the right one. Here's the pitch. There's the curveball. And that curveball moved so much it moved outside the strike zone. Uh, he's having better luck when it starts in about uh, head high and then drops back That's into right. the strike yeah. zone. Here's a pitch. Oh, high inside one. Uh, took him up the ladder, and they're throwing the ball around the infield. There's two outs. Boy, he is making uh, short work out of it, and it doesn't surprise me because these guys are uh, really doing a great job, uh, doing a great job out there. Let's get it started. Boom, boom. Well, Aiden Anderson's up here. He's uh, one of the state's most winningest pitchers. Here's the pitch. And he's, boy, I tell you, he just hitting the edges. If the ball's in the strike zone, this umpire's going to raise his right hand. Here's the pitch. Boy, I'm impressed with the... Jack Brandt, what are you guys? Very good pitcher. Yeah, he is. You know, the, the sequencing is fantastic, what he's picked so far. You know, where he comes out with a couple of curveballs and then goes maybe a high fastball or comes out fastball and just getting the catcher, the pit, the batter's guessing. That's what he's doing tonight, and he's being very effective at it. So well, Aiden Anderson just struck out on a ridiculous curveball. Yeah. You know, he's on the left side of that, so uh, that probably wasn't so good to... But uh, trying to get the volume right here. I think maybe I'll go the other way. There we go. Sometimes I have trouble getting things set right. But, uh, well, it's two to nothing. We're in the top of the third. The top of the inning brought to you by Clarahan Trucking. If you're uh, needing some cattle hauled or uh, you're looking to make some money or you're a trucker, if you want to lease on with the company or uh, if you want to drive one of their trucks, you want to be gone for five weeks or one week, uh, they'll make it work for you. Looks like the, the, the lights have uh, turned off. That uh, might be a problem later. Right now there's plenty of uh, light, but... Uh, they had the lights on, which I thought was early, but it's overcast, and I, I think it was uh, good that they have it on there, but they're working on it. But play continues. Colton Clarahan is uh, back to start the third inning. He seems to be ready. Uh, so I think this is Jack Wren up there, isn't it? I think this is Shipperez. No, this is, no, was, yeah, Shipperez. This is the coach's kid, uh, Shipperez. I was told uh, by several of the fans that he is a really player to keep your eye on. He plays third base. Now they've gotten a uh, they've gotten a guy on first, the first runner on every inning. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Colton's looking to change that. Uh, two balls and no strikes. Uh, yeah, he's got that small strike zone, so you really do got to come to him. Here's the pitch. Steve right. Boy, there was that slider. That slider, it dipped underneath his bat there, and, uh, you know, it looks like that fastball. You got that timed, and you get the bat out ahead, and then it just kind of moves away from you. Here is a curveball, a big breaking curveball. Uh, he's down three and one here. Uh, well, you think he can collect himself and get back in the strike zone here? Oh, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the pitch. Ground ball. Back there to Colton. He's got it. Brings it over, and there's a good uh, catch from the first baseman, and uh, that's how you do it, ain't it, guys? It absolutely is. You know, number two for Notre Dame, really swinging the bat hard. Mm -hmm. Didn't get all of that one. Colton gets the out at first. Mike's really are aggressive. Yeah. And they're still coming in here. Man, there's a lot of people here tonight. I better get a picture of them. There's a... Well, that pitch was uh, outside the strike zone. Steve Reich swinging there. And again, there's that slider. He has been uh, very effective with the slider tonight, just like he was the other night. Here comes the pitch, curveball. That was close. Yeah, this Dylan Kipps batting 368 on the year. This lineup is really impressive when you look at a batting average standpoint. A lot of them are batting well over 300. First baseman Dylan Kipps, and that was what we noticed last time was yeah. that they just, everybody hits. That's right. They just don't seem to have weak spots. And even the ones at the bottom of the order, if they can't hit, they can bunt. And uh, two balls and two strikes, one out. Top of the third inning, here's the pitch. We're here at the Eagle's Nest for Playoff Baseball, sponsored by Helmuth Ford in Sigourney, Iowa. And Colton's looking better this inning than any so far in the game here. You like his makeup for this game? Uh, he looks. You know, he's going through the heart of the order. This is the cleanup hitter. Here comes the pitch. Foul ball. Oh, that was a good off-speed pitch, a little bit outside. He, he started to swing fastball, but uh, a really good hitter can slow his bat down a little bit, you know, when yeah, he, he realizes did. that it's not, uh, not the fastball. But he wasn't able to do much with it. And here comes Colton. I think he's uh, going to throw that slider this time. Nope, it was a curveball. Yeah, it was. Sliding down. He busted that in on his hands. He did what he could swinging at it, but that was a pretty nasty, quick, bright. Uh, that, that curveball kind of broke and bit real late. You got to give the Knights credit. They're making him work. Well, again, this is the, the pitcher on the pitcher here. Foul ball, Jack Brent. Boy, Jack Brent, uh, he's player of the game so far, I'd have to say, wouldn't you? I agree, yeah. Batting left-handed. Looks like a strong kid stepping into that batter's box. Ready to play ball. He sure has his curveball working, as does uh, Clarion. Ground ball to the shortstop. Let's see if we can get somebody out this time. And they did. Well, there was the shortstop there making a great go. play. and. Uh, you got to go that far to the right to throw it. You got to really have a big arm. Yeah. And, uh, well, they they didn't make any mistakes and they didn't give up any runs. No, this no, a really nice play from Cole Kendrick at shortstop. Gets the ball over to first base. Aiden Anderson after uh, Colton Clarion puts two outs on the board for him. So that's the way to play baseball for the Eagles. Really, the difference of the game so far are those really kind of two mental lapses, you know, in that one inning. So Eagles clean that up. This is a, a tie ball game at zero and. 
here we are going to the bottom of the third. Yeah, and they kept the first runner off the base. That was uh, important, I have to say. Well, uh, we got to find out if old uh, number 25 there, uh, Jack Brent, uh, has a bad inning somewhere along the line. Yeah, I just noticed that he's batting left and pitching right. Mm, yeah, makes you wonder, is he a switch hitter or yeah. one of those odd combos you've seen once in, in a while? Well, some, well, yeah, if he's a switch hitter, you know, it would be you're, you're a little closer to first base, you know, and just that little half step can uh, mean the difference between a base hit and being thrown out sometimes. I remember uh, teaching myself to switch hit as a kid. I ended up being better at left on the left side just because I had to pay more attention. <laughs> there you go. Couldn't, couldn't rely on my, my normal routine as much. Well, here's uh, who we got to the plate here. Aiden Anderson was the last batter. This is Evan Vivito. Evan Vivito. Now, we, uh, we were kind of thinking we might need a little production out of him today. But again, this is still their first trip through the, through the lineup. Strike outside. I know uh, uh, Colton got on base with the, that might've been an error, that might've been a base hit. Yep. So depending on the scoring, we might be looking at a no-hitter right here, aren't we? Yeah. Steve, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, he was swinging there. I like the way he swings, you know, if he can make contact, but uh, there's another strikeout. Uh, these two pitchers are exchanging a lot of strikeouts tonight. Yes, they are. Brent's setting uh, the Eagle batters up pretty good for those. Well, Dalton Dodd is up, and he he pops up the catcher's underneath it, and that's that. Well, sometimes uh, in an inning when your seven, eight, nine guys are coming up, uh, if they go down one, two, three, that's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, Chase Searin is up. Boy, Chase Aaron has made uh, play after play after play out there in left field all season long. Yeah, he's another one of those young underclassmen kids that's really impressed me this year. Here comes the pitch. Yeah, he's swinging. A little behind that one. He doesn't get cheated up there, does he? No, he doesn't. He uh, moves around a little bit too much in the box, but uh, he gets his cuts. Yeah, I think that's that youth coming through maybe a little bit. Scotty, you know, where he just needs to get settled yeah. in, trust the bat that's going to hit the ball, and stay with it. Well, so. He fouled it straight back, so he's got him timed. You know, uh, I've seen this kid over and over look kind of bad for two swings and then have a good swing. Here comes the pitch. He got a nice hit there, ground ball to the right side. Uh, looks like the second base would come up with him and threw him out. But that was a nice play, so uh, that's the bottom of the fourth, brought to you by Helmuth Ford. We're back to the top of the, or bottom of the third. We're at the top of the fourth. The top of the fourth, brought to you by Clarehan Trucking. You can certainly tell it's a warm night. You know, neither dugout's are overly vocal tonight. I think the boys are still just kind of in that playoff mode. Um, I think whatever side tends to get up here towards the end of the game might be the team that ends up pulling this thing out. Well, if Colton can hold him up here, he's going to lead off the next inning. Maybe he can uh, make something happen. Yeah, a great time for a rally. But yeah, he's obviously got a no-hitter going because uh, if unless they, they ruled Colton's, it's either a no-hitter or a one-hitter, but uh, then Colton got thrown out uh, 
stealing. So here we are in the fourth inning, and everybody's only had one look. But we've got, gotten through the lineup. I don't know if this two runs is going to hold up or not, but... Uh, I don't, I don't see any 10-run rules here tonight, do you? I don't think it's going to happen. Well, we got seven innings pitchers. to play. <laughs> we got a, a lot more at-bats coming up. And sometimes you just get that one run, and then, uh, yeah, then the everything right? starts catching up with you. But, boy, this, this Notre Dame team is... Uh, I just don't see any weaknesses anywhere. Do you? No, they're very solid. You know, like I say, the the velocity might not be there on the pitching on the number one pitcher, but he's being effective. You know, he's doing kind of that great. Well, there's the thing. first pitch. It's a little outside. Left-handed hitter number five, uh, Spencer Brent. Looks like Jack Brent's son, uh, brother. There's the ground ball to the right side. Looks like they got it, and they handled it very well. So. Uh, you don't want when they don't make mistakes in the infield, the other team don't score, do they? Name of the game. Well, we really haven't seen anything to the outfield in from either team, have we? No, really, not a lot. Colton's on the mound. He pitches. Ball upstairs. One ball, no strikes. Nobody on. One out. The uh, key seems to be to keep that first guy off. This is the designated hitter, Isaiah Crow. Uh, he had a bunt that uh, started a, a two-run rally. Got a little RBI mm -hmm. there. And there's a pitch over his head. <laughs> he ducks down. A uh, little loud sound up against the pole there, wasn't it? That made it all the way to the backstop, and it uh, came in pretty hard. Might need to find that rosin bag after that one. That looked like it slipped. <laughs> He's really focused. He's got that Dave Stewart kind of stare there. Oh, and he breaks a curveball off. He's way out ahead of it. I, I, I have to say, Colton gets a lot of swings and misses. There's a ground ball to the right side. Foul ball. Nice if the first baseman could have got to that. Pro bats 278, so he's not afraid to take a swing. There is a, a kid named Armstrong Crow uh, for the Cubs, the uh, minor leaguer. He's tearing the league up. There's a fly ball center field. Center fielder can't quite get to it, but the left fielder, Chase Aaron's there to back him up. And they hold him to a single, a one-out single there by uh, Isaiah Crow. He's uh, really uh, one of the offensive stars of this game, I guess we have to say. Yeah, that was a legitimate hit. You know, Dalton Don at center field was really getting after it. That's not too many that Dalton's not going to get to, so dropped one in there. It was going to take probably a great dive to, to make that play, and he had to get back up from his left field. Then. Well, he's Nothing a little bit there. of a gambler out there, and he would rather gamble and miss than uh, – Play it safe, and with Searin coming over, they're backing him up like that. I think it was, a, it was a good move. They've got a really good outfield, and they were, and uh, they held it to a single there. So we could get a double play here, or we could get, uh, but we've got Logan Brent. He's the catcher. Uh, he's played an outstanding game tonight, hasn't he? He's been on fire defensively. Here comes the pitch. Strike one. Boy, uh, this is a kid that. Uh, you know, he may be able to not throw anything else but a fastball and get him out. He, he may not be able to catch up to it. Or he may uh, get his hands out there a little quicker. 
I think the Nikes might have brought in a pinch runner. Uh, yeah, that's the pitcher in it, Jack Brent. So they get a courtesy runner over there. I don't know what's going on in Sigourney right now. They're playing Wayne. You got any other updates of, of any of the other games going on? I don't, but I'll have to refresh the, uh, the old Twitter feed and see if anything's coming through. Scott's keeping an eye on the scores for us. I got my scouts out there giving feed me everything. Here's another bunt. Oh, it's, he missed it. That's a strike. Nice throw down to first base. Logan Brent. Boy, I'll tell you, these guys can bunt. You know, they can run the bases. They can field. And I don't think there's been one ball that's got back to the backstop on their catcher, has it? Here's the pitch. Foul ball. No, and he, and he uh, tracked down a, a pretty tough over-the-shoulder foul ball mm -hmm. and uh, had a nice throw to get Colton out at second on the steal attempt. Well, Colton looks determined. He's got two outs. Or one out, two strikes. It's outside, so it's two balls and two strikes. One out. Notre Dame two, Kyoto nothing. The wind's going straight out to center field, although I feel nothing. Gee, uh, Reich with a curveball outside. Boy, that off-speed stuff that he's going is really getting them. Uh, you know, they're so keyed up on that fastball, and they know if they don't get that bat out there, they won't be able to get it. So. Yeah, number 24, Brent, the catcher, just kind of threw his hands at that one because it moved right across the plate on him. So, good Well, this is the number nine hitter. This is the guy that he needs to get out, stay out of a, stay out of trouble here. Here's the pitch. Foul ball to the right side. <laughs> Clear up over the lights. That ball just kept uh, climbing and climbing, didn't it? Yeah, here we have another, uh, not the biggest kid, you know. Not, this lineup isn't going to impress you with size. It's uh, really tricky to, to pitch to this team. You know, they're kind of on the shorter side. Landry, but boy, they're effective at hitting. Landry Haber. Haber, Kutcher. Yeah, I hit that ball hard. Yep. Center fields, uh, goes back on it, gets over his head. Here comes a run. And there's a double. And the number nine hitter does it again. Yes, he did. Well struck ball right out to center field. I'm sure Dalton wants to have that one back. Well, we could feel the. There. I think he might have been able to get to that. You can see uh, with that foul ball that he was, uh, you know, getting some of the the bigger part of the barrel on the ball, and that went straight back. He just uh, timed it a little better. Well, here comes the the ball boy, number 24. Oh, the ball gets by again. The runner's over to third. One ball and no strike. Well, this is the the shortstop and the leadoff hitter, Caden Swinker. Swinginker. Swinzenker. He steps up. Here's the pitch. Steerike. Yeah, I thought that was in the strike. The umpire didn't raise his right arm immediately, but uh, he got it there. One ball and one strike. This is the batter. This is the guy they need to get out. Here's the pitch. Down low. And the runner comes in. I was afraid of that. You know, those are definitely the, the gimmies that you don't want to have, especially in the playoff game. Mm -hmm. uh, this inning is brought to you by Alabama Moonshine. <laughs> 
Ground ball to the shortstop. Coles blocks it, gets in front of it, but uh, doesn't want to waste a throw over to first base. And there's another base. Uh, there's another runner on base. Owen Gulick. Gulick is up. He's the center fielder. And uh, the pitch count starting to to climb up there. And uh, four to nothing. That's not out of hand too much yet. Here's the pitch. They just need to get one out. Here's a pop foul to the right side. It's up against the fence. Aiden Anderson's underneath it. He got it and ends the there inning. There you go. That's what they needed right there, wasn't it? That's a timely out. Very good defensive play there from Anderson. It's been a rough day uh, so far over there on that, that corner of the diamond for the Eagles. Wilhelm is forward. Is going to bring us the bottom of the fourth inning here. What did the what did Helmuth Ford was it called before he he took it over? That was Wagler Ford, right at the junction of Highway 149 and 92 in Sigourney there, right across the road from Casey's. But they do have a nice selection of used cars. It's kind of a rare thing to see that many used vehicles in a small town. So if you're looking for something, I wouldn't be afraid to stop in Sigourney and see what they have to offer. Well, they have a huge lot, and it's right there, you know, right on the, the main street and. Uh, the main road into town there on uh, you're coming across on 92. Uh, but cars just all over the place. It's got a big lot, uh, and used cars aren't easy to get. And he says he's getting new new cars in all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like I said, you don't drive around and see a lot of used cars for sale, and they do have a nice selection. Yeah, but he took that over from Wagler, and uh, he's bringing us the whole the whole playoffs, everything. He's really stepped up to support. Uh, the kids around here. We sure appreciate it. The only score I've got uh, so far in 1A to report, other than the one we're at, is uh, Sigourney and Wayne tied at four, or I'm sorry, tied at zero at the end of the fourth. Tied at zero at the end of the fourth. Uh, well, we got a well, battle I, I down the road here. Kind of hoping that game would get going early there and they'd uh, have a chance to zip down here. I'm talking about KTVO. Well, he took something off of that, but. Uh, who we got up to bat here? Is That's Colton Clarehand. Yeah, he. Uh, that was the first pitch. They got the top of the order going on. Colton Clarehand's up. Now Colton Clarehand has just been a hitting machine. Here comes the pitch. Ball outside. Yeah, I'm sure they're having a big crowd over there at Sigourney. Jacob uh, Lenzendorf just texted me, and he, he said just what you said just a minute ago. Nothing, nothing over there. I don't know if he'll be able to get over here before this game is over or not. The way the, it's so close over there. A few other games finished up around the state here that will affect the ones that move on from this round down the road here. They're in the fourth inning also over there. Uh, this is or the third, they just finished the third. So there's another foul. foul ball. Eagles would need to start making Brent work a little bit more. You know, he's good at that. Colton is making him throw some pitches in this inning. Two balls and two strikes. The umpire calls timeout. Colton steps back. Trying to... Keep up with the other scores and pay attention to the game. And here's the pitch. And he fouls it off. 
I think I could get. He's just throwing him a steady stream of these curveballs, isn't he? I'm just not going to get out of my chair though. Well, we got Carson McDonald back here. Hey, Bubby, how you doing? Good. There that is, thousand percent on the smiles, right, Dave? Yep. He leads the league in smiles. He does. <laughs> Maybe even the state. He's, he's got to be up there. Heck of a fielding person. Here comes the. Uh, boy, he's taking a long look in. There he goes. He's kind of. He's upstairs. Upstairs, three balls and two strikes. Colton will take a walk. You don't care how he gets on base. But he doesn't chase balls out of the strike zone. I don't see him. Here comes the pitch. Curveball. Ground ball to shortstop. He fields this one. There's the throw. Nipped him. Yep, that nice. he did. Nice clean play. Yeah, Brent's really efficient tonight. 41 pitches, you know, with one out in the fourth. That is fantastic. He is really limiting his exposure here. I don't think he's walked anyone. Uh, no. I don't even know that he got... That might have been the first batter he got to three balls on. But if you stay in the strike zone, you don't have to throw a lot of pitches. Well, here comes uh, Caleb Waterhouse trying to get something started here. We need to get something going. Boy, that was a good curveball. I almost wanted to take a swing at that one myself. He's thrown almost exclusively curveballs this inning. Here comes the pitch. It's a bunt. No. He doesn't make contact. That is another fantastic curveball, yeah, isn't it? It's just super effective tonight. Number 25 on the mound. Well, Notre Dame Burlington came to play. They didn't make any mistakes yet. Oh, man, there's a strikeout. That was a big swing. High fastball. But, you know, they're, they're seeing that curveball all the time, and then you wait, 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 it slows your hands down, and then pop. Yeah, he really has them guessing. Yeah, I'd be guessing curveball. That's about eighty percent of it, and it just that curveball just comes in high and drops right in on the plate. He's got great control of it. Caden Clarahan, here comes the pitch. He's the number three hitter, and he finds himself down zero and two. Although he did hit the ball straight back and up on top of the school there. Well, it's too bad the roof of the school wasn't beyond the center field wall. Think Bubby can get up there and get those up there too. <laughs> Here's the pitch. Strike three with that. He he likes to go to that high fastball, doesn't he? He does. To get those guys out, man. Uh, well, he made short work out of them, and again, uh, this again could be a no hitter. It could be a one hitter. We're not sure on the what the call was on there. Could you uh, go ask the coach if that was a rule to uh, error? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. You know, he's really lethal with that fastball, curveball, especially that curveball. It almost feels like a like a changeup, you know? I mean, it's just a changeup that stays up high and drops right in. It's kind of a tough thing to get. Aiden Anderson's around. coming in to pitch. I, I wasn't sure what uh, the pitch limit was for Colton Clarahan. I think Colton's at 77 right there. So, you know, I... Yeah, Brent's curveball, and I'm not a pitching expert by any means. You guys know what's coming when you see it. I don't, but it looks like an off-speed pitch to me where some guys throw a harder curveball. Yeah, well, you yeah. see, if you throw it hard, it'll break uh, a little bit, but it'll break late. Yes. You come in on their hands and break late. But if you don't throw it hard and you just let it go, uh, and especially on a hot night like this with a lot of humidity in the air, it'll meet a lot of resistance, and it'll uh, it'll move more. Yes. The, the, the slower you throw it, the more it moves. It just it looks like it's coming in head high, 
and then it just drops right in over the, over yeah. the plate. Well, uh, we've got some seniors on both of these teams, and uh, one of the group of seniors is, is going to be done with their careers tonight. Well, Aiden Anderson... Uh, Aiden Anderson is a, an excellent pitcher. Comes from the left side. You know, he was the first pitcher in the state of Iowa to get eight wins this year. Yeah, really impressive uh, earned run average. Where was he at? Zero, four, two, maybe a little bit higher than that. You know, how much, you know. I'd rather lead the league in wins than strikeouts myself. I I agree with you. You know, when uh, the team's when when his ERA is less than one, I think you got a pretty good chance of winning a lot of ball games uh, with that one statistic there. Statistics aren't everything, but you know, with that many uh, games played, that's pretty impressive. Well, he's on the mound, toes the rubber. He's going to bring it. Uh, he started out with a little bit of a either off speed, uh, either change up or a little bit of curve. He has a big curve, and he, he likes to break it in on the right-handed hitter's hands. Here's the pitch. Strike right in there. We've got uh, number two. That's uh, Carson Chipper. As Carson Chipper as is a one giant muscle. He is a stout young man. Here comes the pitch. Oh, he took a little something off of that yeah, one. Like you said earlier, Andy, though, I, when I a lot of times you see uh, the multi-sport kids. I look at Notre Dame's team. I don't see anyone that stands out like, boy, I bet he played football or whatever. These guys are just really skilled baseball players. Yeah, they are. Yeah. There ain't no weaknesses there. There's a swing and a miss. Chipperez gets a bat out there, that's for sure. Here comes the pitch. Big lefty. Stays up high. He's worked it to three and two. He's kind of been effectively wild here. Uh, He's got the, the hitter really not knowing whether the ball's gonna, where the ball's going to be. Here's the pitch, and it got away from him. Well, they got the first runner on, and uh, this is the cleanup hitter, Dylan Kipp. He's the first baseman. The Nikes are warming up uh, Caden Schwenker over there. I wonder if he's uh, going to come in in relief. Very well could be. Which that'd be good news for Kyoto. I don't know what this kid's like, but the other kid's pretty good. Very effective. Here's the uh, wind up. Oh, he throws it over. Well, that's a pretty good move he's got there. He does have a good pick move. I've seen him pick guys off too. Well, I like seeing a lefty uh, <laughs> going to first. It's hard to get. It. It's hard to steal second on a lefty, but it's real easy to steal third on. Here's a fly ball, foul ball, coming back this way. No balls and a strike. Aiden Anderson doesn't get flustered out there. He's always just seems the same, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a cool operator. He's been in some situations. He knows how to play the game. He stepped off the mound. There he come back with the ball. I don't know. He he got him a ladder and got up on the roof and got down to <laughs> something, but uh, they don't get by him. There's a fly ball to right field. The center fielder and Waterhouse, the right fielder out there. They, they caught it. They get everything out there. It might be a play at first. Oh, overthrow first, and that would have been a double play. Was it Waterhouse or was I it? I believe it was Waterhouse. Center fielder. 
It was a center fielder, yep. Dalton Dodd. Dalton Dodd got on his horse and Dead got that one. on the track, and Shag got fly. That was beautiful. They don't, uh, they don't miss nothing out there. I, I thought initially that one might jump out of the park, but uh, he tracked it down and almost had a double play. Yeah, that well, went blowing out. I thought it had a chance for a second, too, We've got six it eyes, have, and Scott's uh, the only two that were able to see that. That uh, right part of the field to hit tonight. I could see him coming uh, hard on his horse from center field. And I just knew Waterhouse was over there, so I knew that he, he comes with the ball. He always takes a good angle. Here's the pitch. Strike. This is Brent, Jack Brent. Strike one. One ball, one strike. He's uh, not quite got command of that curveball, does he? No, it's again, you know, he needs to get some pitches in here, get settled in. And it's a lefty. There's a run going, and there's a nice throw down. Just to the left of second base. Oh, boy, that was close. That was one of the best throws I've seen Caden uh, Clarahan make down to second base. I really thought they had him. Well, there's a runner at second, two balls and two strikes. Lefty batting, lefty pitching. Brown uh, ball down the dirt, three balls and two strikes. Well, this is Jack Brent, the pitcher. He could uh, help himself out a little bit here. A four-run deficit, you know, you can scratch a run here and a couple there and catch up. But you get starting to five, it's a little more tough. There's a ball upstairs, ball four. Yeah, a little out of sequence here. You know, you don't see Aiden Anderson walk two batters in the same inning very often. I don't know so. if I've ever seen him walk a batter, but... Uh, Well, this is uh, Jack, or, 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 uh, this is Spencer Brent, second baseman. He's got a good stance. He hits the ball on the first pitch. Foul. Oh, that was just barely foul. Ooh, that was real close. Yes, wow. That was, uh, he got right out. He knew what he was looking for, and uh, he stuck his bat right out there. Notre Dame's feeling some momentum, and they want to, they, they don't feel comfortable with this four-run lead, you can tell. They really want to pour it on. There's already one out, one strike. Here's the pitch. It's a bunt. Right back the pitcher. If he get and there you go. fielded cleanly by the pitcher out at first base. All right. Well, I think they did the right thing there. They got the out. Uh, Notre Dame moved their runners up, but there's two outs, so uh, it's all up to Isaiah Crow. Uh, Isaiah Crow's a could make a, a case for player of the game with a couple RBIs right here. Here comes the pitch. Stee, right one, boy. That was the best curveball that I've seen him throw. Yeah, that, that almost had the look of a Jack Brent pitch on it right there, you know, that off-speed kind of curveball thing. It's looking pretty good so far. Isaiah Cruz, the DH tonight. Here's the pitch. Boy, that wasn't, he didn't miss by that much, but he really wants to stay in on his hands. You can see that. He is uh, not taking much time. He's ready to deliver the pitch. Oh, he just a little outside. Boys, pulled a string on that one. I think that might have been a changeup when he was looking for yeah, the curveball. Right kept, down there on the plate kept it on the outside of the plate. The runner on third base is dancing around out there. He might, uh, he might be stealing home or trying to take advantage of uh, someone not paying attention to him. Runners at second and third, two outs. Here's the pitch. 
It's a fly ball to center field. This could be the end of the inning. And the center fielder, yep, Dalton Dodd. Dalton Dodd makes two outstanding plays. It gets us out of the inning. Uh, that was the bottom of the inning. Brought to you by Helmets Ford of Sigourney, Iowa. Well, Clarehan Trucking, top of the inning's coming up. Yeah, Eagle's really fortunate to get out of that inning with no, no more damage than that, you know. Uh, yeah, and he's got the 8-9 hitters coming up uh, next inning, although that doesn't seem to be much of an advantage with this Notre Dame team. Here we have the Eagles with the uh, team gathered up down that uh, third baseline. And you see Coach Cottrell, you were asking me about him earlier. He's the one doing the talking at this point in time. So I think that's the energy guy, you know, get the guys up, get the bats going, and see if we can cut into this lead here a little bit. Well, there was a lot of energy coming out of uh, Kyoto early, but it's been a little watered down. Uh, but look, uh, oh, it's still the... Number 25 still out there, Jack Brent. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we've uh, everybody seen him once, so they just need a, uh, to get something going. They need to get somebody on base. And I think Cole Kendrick's going to be the first up. So we got the four, five, and six hitters coming up. Got a score update from Sigourney. They are ahead now, two to zero over Wayne at the end of the fifth inning. I have an announcement from uh, I got a Jacob Lindsendorf KTO just texted me. Bo Smith has hit a uh, two-run home run. Savage is up by two, and he's on his way to Kyoto. Big surprise there, Bo Schmidt, uh, one of the better all-around players I've seen this year. I just texted him back. Drive fast. This game's moving right along, especially with this Brent character on the mound. He is a, a smooth operator. Ball one, strike one. That pitch was in there for a strike. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we need Polk Kendrick to, to do something tonight. Oh, he took a big cut at that one. One ball and two strikes. He's deceptive with what he's doing out there. He, he likes that high fastball, and he also keeps that curveball up. High that drops down. Here comes the pitch. That's a little low. Two balls and two strikes. Notre Dame's catcher is really good at dragging that ball back up. And he is really he's working the frame. That I, he's yeah. a, really one of the best catchers we've seen all year long. Whoa. Steve Reich right in there. He swung in uh, strike three on Cole Kindred. Kyoto Eagles are not getting uh, cheated up there. They're getting their swings in. They just have not figured out this kid. He's got uh, the ball movement. It's one of the best performances we've seen. Strike. Number five's up. Uh, Tanner Waterhouse. Now, this kid can get on base. He, he's he's a guy that can get a rally started real quick. Boy, that down there low, right at the right yeah. at the knees, it's, uh, he's, he's taken that pitch before. No balls and two strikes. Boy, Jack Brent is on fire tonight, and there's a strikeout right there. Yes, he is. Yeah, you talked about it earlier that uh, this is only the second time a lot of these hitters have been through the lineup, you know, through the order. So Yeah, you know, he might have the face the minimum, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. But Aiden Anderson right here might have something to say about that. The big left-handed batter. Ah. And the ball drifts over the plate. It looks like it's going to be inside, and then it drifts back over the plate. It is really hard to get a good read on what he's doing. There's the pitch. 
He swings and misses, no balls and two strikes. That ball was probably a little low, but uh, you know, it's hard to get that key as to the, the level where that ball is to swing at. So here comes the pitch. It's a foul ball. Oh, oh back up on the roof. I hope Bubby left his letter back. Bubby's up. gonna have to get his letter back <laughs> up. I don't know what we last time. Last ball went up on the roof. We didn't know what was happening. Next thing you know, Bubba comes up with a bit ball. One ball and two strikes. That's the kind of counts that they've been facing all night long. Steve Reich on the corner. Oh my God. I don't blame Aiden Anderson for missing that one, do you? No, no, not at all, you know. Again, getting back to that pitch sequencing, picking out what he's going to throw, when he's going to throw it. This guy is pitching with precision tonight. Just very impressive outing all the way around well, for number 25 and the rest of the night. If uh, facing the minimum through five is impressive, then I guess he was impressive. And two more chances for the Eagles. I mean, you know, some of these uh, that they're looking at, I'd like to see them get a little more aggressive with because there comes a point where you have to score runs and you're not going to get it with walks. Well, it's back to the top of the first brought to you by Clara Hand Trucking of Kyoto, Iowa. They are a very community-minded company. They are, absolutely, yeah. If you have something that you need hauled from those guys, livestock-related, they'll get it to you wherever you need it to go in the United States. Yeah. Tim's on the phone all day long making deals, getting loads going, getting his drivers organized. They do a great job out there, and they do. They really do support the community. There's Clarahand Farms banner out there, Clarahand Trucking uh, banner out there. So Clarahand family, you know, contribute on the field and off the field. Well, when they found out there wasn't going to be any coverage of these games, uh, he got a hold of me, and he says, hey, come on out. And he says, we'll, we'll, we'll run some ads for you so that you guys can uh, bring you this game. And, uh Good, it's just magic all the time. Well, it's only a four-run game. It's a four-two-nothing, top of the sixth inning. This has been uh, one of the more competitive games you were going to see. This is kind of where uh, uh, Mid Prairie and, and Cardinal uh, stretched out. It was, I think, three to nothing in the sixth inning. There, here comes the pitch. It's a foul ball. Yeah, and just missed that light that the guys got turned back on. So we don't <laughs> want to take our They did get the lights back on. Did, well, yeah. that's good. Uh, they were getting hot earlier, and I think uh, Brent out there on the mound said, hey, we're not going to even mess with seeing if they overheat. There now he's, he's only giving the guys three or four pitches. Yeah. It's been an hour and 11 minutes so far, and we're already in the sixth inning. I mean, these uh, high school games go fast, especially the playoff games. Aiden Anderson is out there, strike uh, – one ball, one strike. We've got uh, number two up there. This is Carson Chipperes, or 24, which is uh, Logan Brent. He's the catcher, and he's a good catcher. He is a good catcher. What happened there? Looks like a, is that a ground rule double? Ball went right down the right field line. Um, is he on second or is he on first? Eagle right fielder gave chase. I can't see. Yep, it's a ground rule double. Yeah, right like fielder went right over the wall. Tanner Clarehan, from my point of view, I couldn't tell if it actually went out or if it just bounced out. It, looked it to, bounced it, out. It looked to have bounced out right over that 300-foot sign. Yeah, it was definitely fair. There was no two ways about that. So the dimension's 300 uh, feet down the right field line, 305 feet down the left field line. Uh, 
The girls' diamond's 180. I didn't know uh, it was that big of a difference. There's a ball on the end. Oh, strike. Boy, that is his pitch. When Aiden Anderson is doing that, he's pretty hard to, to scratch a run in on. Here's the pitch. Strike, boy. He's using a nice little uh, changeup on the outside and a curveball yes. on the inside. Yeah. And uh, you're seeing why he's won so many games, aren't you? And he didn't give up any runs last inning. Ball. Runner at the... Oh, they had him out, and they dropped the ball at third. Boy, that was a... That was a seed right there. Caden had a really nice start yeah. on the third. Unfortunately, just got the ball right in his glove. It came in and popped out. I think he tried to tag him before he caught it. He had yeah. he had plenty of time to get him out, though. But, yep. uh, one ball and two strikes. Uh, who do we got up here? Number three. This is uh, the Haberson. He's a fly ball to left field. He catches it. The runner tags, sack fly. And uh, the runner really comes in. They run the, they could have eliminated the third base, uh, winds up scoring, but yep. uh, we got the out, so that's something that's on the positive side of it. There you have Chase Sear, number 11, out in left field, really covering some good ground to get that out. Uh, you know, he drops that. It's a big inning. He catches it, and uh, we're right back uh, right back to play, play a ball. So there's nobody on, one out. Uh, we got the leadoff hitter, Caden Swinsinger. Uh, that Haberson, he had a nice game. I mean, he hit that ball pretty hard out to left field, got himself an RBI. But the story of the game today is Jack Brent. Here's the pitch. Strike. That was a fastball. He's mixing his pitches up today real good. Here comes the pitch. Well, when you get a double to lead off the inning, it's a pretty good odds he's going to score. Yeah, that, that leadoff double kind of threw his hands out, bounced it over the right field fence. That's a, that's a tough spot to be in. Well, here's the big left. He's got the ball. He delivers it. Just outside. Ball four. And uh, that's three walks for him. I've never seen him walk anybody. But it's the playoffs, and everybody's uh, geared up. And uh, The runner is at first. He checks the runner. He throws it over. And the ball gets by, and the runner goes to second. The very thing you're trying to stop is uh, something that you're giving them. Yeah, I think it's just a lot of respect for this, uh, these Nikes hitters. You know, top to bottom, excellent ball-hitting club. Uh, I think it's gotten to the pitchers a little bit tonight, so... There's another one right out to center drive field. Drive out to Pop the outfield. Maybe fielded by the uh, shortstop. The baseman gets it. There's two outs. I gotta. Can you guys talk a little bit? I I forgot to plug in here. Running out of juice on this hot. Yeah, we're about we're about heated out. You spoke for everybody, Andy. <laughs> about juiced out. 
Well, what are you what are you thinking about there? You got any more scores for us there, Scott? Yeah, perusing the scores, and they're kind of coming in slow. Um, I did see Williamsburg won their game, six uh, five over Columbus Catholic. That's a, a team if they continue to win could run into area teams, Mid Prairie, possibly Minneapolis or Van Buren down the line. Well, we've seen Bo Smith make a. He's been player of the game for us twice, hasn't he? Yes. He leads the league in player of the game for us. Well, if he's not doing it on the mound, he's doing it with his bat. Uh, he had a grand slam to win a game the other uh, earlier this year. Uh, that Wayne team, they were, they were uh, uh, they had a big win in the first round of playoffs too. If I remember right, that Boschmick grand slam was that North Mahaska. It might have been. It was, I don't know. But uh, it was to win the game. Well, if it was, North Mahaska got beat with two two home runs at the end of the That's game. That's what I was thinking. It was uh, the Kyoto, the Caden Clarahan walk-off. It wasn't a grand slam, but a walk-off. I think they won their first round 7-6. Well, this is the coach's kid, Carson Chivarez. Two balls and two strikes. We've got a runner at second base and two outs. Here's a big pitch. Here comes the delivery. It's a pop-up. It looks like it could might be in play. And it is. Aiden Anderson ends another. Or, uh, who, who's playing first base That'd now? Be Cole Kindred's over at first base. Oh, Cole yeah. Kindred. Oh, yeah. And uh, I bet uh, Cole Clarahan. Boy, Cole Clarahan's at shortstop. He's very good, yeah. Five to nothing. They scratched in a run. Uh, Landon uh, Haberich's. He aperture. He uh, drove in a, a nice fly, uh, fly ball out to left field, caught by Searin, mm -hmm. and that brought him in. Well, we're uh, we're here with the the helmless Ford of Sigurd and on the bottom of the inning. Looks really? like we might have a pitching change coming out here. Oh, Caden. Oh, I I misspoke. No, I'm right. number, number two. That Carson Chipperez. Carson Chipperez, the third baseman's into pitch. Well, uh, if uh, Kyoto's going to get a break, uh, this was it. Really, the damage was kind of minimal last inning because that uh, had kind of an auspicious start with the ground rule double. There was a throwing error at first. One run's not, uh, not the end of the world, but it's definitely time to get those bats going if you're Kyoto. It's do or die time, boys. It most but really, is. literally, you just scratch in a run here and all of a sudden if you could get two, you know. You like to get within that three runs, you know. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, it gets back to what we were talking about on the pregame show as far as kind of keys to the game for Kyoto is making sure we get that middle, the end of the order, bats on the ball. We have an opportunity here with uh, Evan Vitito coming up to bat. Yeah, so if Evan can put a, a seven, eight, nine ball. hitters again, this is uh, he's faced the minimums up to this point. Uh, Evan Vitito. He was the someone I mentioned. You know, if the Kyoto was going to win, he was going to need to to get a bat on the ball. Let's see what kind of pitching uh, we're seeing here. Well, he likes to throw fastballs. I can already tell. Ball one. That was just outside the strike zone. But he he certainly has more velocity than uh, than Jack Rent did. Here's the pitch. Little foul tip. Strike one. One ball and one strike. Boy, you want to get that leadoff batter on. Everything could change with just one batter. Here's the pitch. Boy, that's a strike. That pitch has been a strike all night long, hasn't it? It has been. You know, I really don't even see any stats on uh, on Chipperez as far as pitching goes. So this might be 
Ground ball to the first baseman. The second baseman, well, foul ball. The ball, uh, we got about as bad a view of the first baseline as you can possibly have here, I think. I'm about to invent uh, some kind of a portable lift for myself to get up above the It'd be nice if they had a a press (laughs) box, you know, maybe, uh, maybe the, uh, the round Boosters guy radio press box. Right? Yes, yeah. I think it'd be a nice name for press box. Well, Vivito, uh, you know, went down swinging. Yeah, he's he brought his bat and he swung hard all all every at bat. Well, here comes Dalton Dodds. Dalton's had a great game in the center field. He has uh, he has a tendency to get to, to get on. He swings from the heels there, doesn't he? He does. He's chasing. He moves after. in the. I mean, he moves around in the batter's box like you don't like, and he swings from his heels, but and he swings again. And I've seen this kid, you know, two terrible cuts, and still wind up yep. getting on base with a nice hit. But he isn't up there to walk. He's always trying to get a hit. Here comes the pitch. Low. He's uh, staying in the strike zone. Well, Notre Dame. Uh, Dykes, they they stay in the strikes and they do not get behind in the count. Here's a nice hit. It's just like what we're talking about. It's down the left field line. Foul. Out in the cornfield. That play he made in center may be the best uh, defensive play I've seen this year in the games I've been at. That was was something. I thought that was going to get out of here. Plays I've seen in the outfield. You know, in this team here, Kyoto, they've made lots of them. They have made a lot of them, yes. Very, very sound as far as speed goes in that outfield. They get to the ball quick. Here comes the pitch, a right-handed pitcher this time. Strike three, and the inning's over. That's, uh, that's two outs, I mean. That low strike zone's tough, yeah, but he's been consistent with it. Yeah, he's been there all night long. He's not afraid to, to call strikes, and uh, I'd rather have that than a guy's strike yeah. zone's tight, you know. But I don't think he, I mean, I, I haven't seen the umpires make a mistake all year long. There's a bunt. Oh. So we're to the bottom of the, uh, we're up to Chase here. Chase Aaron's had him a great day in the outfield. This is only a second at bat in the sixth inning. No, no, one ball, no strikes. Up oh, his head, he's a square into bunt. Here comes the plane. Right, brothers. That was right over our heads. It was too. I was kind of thinking that. That's an old plane. I was kind of thinking that that pitch buzzed the tower on Chase Searin, and then we have the crop duster come over the top too. Yeah, that uh, that pilot wasn't going to be baffled by this uh, right field line obstruction. Baseball and. uh, And crop dusting. We can do it all. I think the corn in left field's already grown two inches. They like that heat, don't they? Yeah, I, I can see a couple of tassels maybe starting to pop too out there. Ball inside! We got our first base runner since the first inning. Two outs, and that brings up Colton Clarahan. Finally, we get the third time through, but it's a new pitcher. Uh, two outs, a runner at first base. Uh, I'd be uh, kind of interested on whether they'll try to send him. One thought is uh, if he that was uh, they called that pitch off. 
If he, if he goes down a second and he's caught, then you start the next inning out with your leadoff hitter. If he goes down a oh, he is down a second. I think they might have called a balk there. I think they did Maybe call a balk did. there. Boy, that's good news. Yeah. That's now the a, runner's at second base. Uh, the runner's in scoring position. If anybody's uh, put the bat on the ball well today for Kyoto, it's Colton Clarahan. Here comes the pitch. Ball outside. So we had a balk. We got a runner at second base. Uh, he is not going to face the minimum now. Colton Clarion, this is just what he wants. This is his last time stepping on the field here, probably either way. Probably won't get another home game in the playoffs, I don't think. You got a score on that peak in, uh New London game? Not yet, but let me, uh, that's one I'm trying to keep my eye very closely on. I have not seen an update. Highland's uh, playing right now, I think. Uh, Mediapolis is playing. So Jacob Linzendorf might have some stuff. He should be here. Uh, uno momento. But uh, I know he's burning up the road. We've been getting some great support from the media, haven't we? Foul ball, straight back. Two balls and a strike. No update on New London peaking yet. This is a, uh, this is the big bat. This is what Colton Clarahan's dedicated his life to, to come to this one at bat, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. He's really put a lot of effort in. He's been playing at the varsity level since the eighth grade. Anything that gets through the infield and it's just down to a four-run game. Here comes the pitch. That's a strike. Wasn't what Colton was looking for. It's a little low on the outside corner of the plate. But that's been a strike all night long for yes, certain. Yes, it has. And it's in the zone. Well, the pitcher's kind of picking up on what the umpire's doing. Chipper is on the, on the mound. It's another, boy, I tell you what, he's uh, fouling stuff off. He's right on the, uh, he's right on him with that fouling the ball straight back. That means you got the pitcher timed. This pitcher is not near as uh, effective as the, the starter. But here comes the pitch. It's, oh, that is! It's going to drop into right field. Austin, we might have a run here. Runner's coming to the plate. He's digging it hard. He's safe. And that cute is on the board. There we go. There we go. And that's what we one. talked about, guys. We just need a little a little something. A little something. Boy, that was that's uh, brought a big a, hit. That's a big hit. That brought a lot of life out of the crowd, didn't it? Yeah, the Kyoto fans have not had a whole lot to cheer on tonight. But, uh, you know, a nice hit out to right field shallow for Colton. Brings uh, number 11, Chase Searin, home. So, five, scores 5-1 to one now. Well, the name of the game in baseball is just limiting your mistakes. Uh, and they did. They didn't have any big innings against them. No, nothing more than two runs an inning. And uh, you keep playing like that, you'll be in the game. And here comes the pitch. Foul ball. This is uh, Caleb Waterhouse. Caleb hasn't been on base, but then again, uh, only two guys have. But... Uh, I could see a stolen base coming up here to try and get another run in. Here's a swing. No balls and two strikes. Boy, uh, I'd like to see some contact here, wouldn't you? Absolutely. But that run was a big, that was big. Here comes the pitch. Strike! That high, that high third strike uh, has got our guys chasing uh, 
I mean, it's in the strike zone, but that's hard to get up to. Yeah, they're staying aggressive. You know, they're doing what they need to do to try and get back into this game a little bit here. And Well, the bad news, the inning's over. The good news is we did score a run. And uh, also the good news is we've got three, four, and five coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. Three, The three, four, five hitters coming up next inning. And uh, maybe we can get a rally going and uh, hopefully uh, maybe Colton will get one more bat in his career. But that was a big one, a nice RBI for him. He sure likes to go to right field, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He's hitting opposite for, shoot, the last half a dozen games or so, I'd say. He's really been trying to come across and, and push that ball out to right field. Well, Coach Chipperez is going to third base. He's uh, hoping to add uh, add some runs, uh, that he, especially one that he just lost there. Yep, Aiden Anderson back on the mound. Well, this is the seventh inning. This game is uh, only an hour and a half uh, into it, and that includes the pregame. So, Aiden Anderson takes his warm-up pitches. Yeah, they were hoping for some action early in the game that they could get some film footage on the KTVO and then come over here and get the close of the game. I keep looking up, but I don't see any TV cameras yet. Do you? I don't see them. Well, it's five to one. Top of the seventh. Top of the seventh. Brought to you by Clara Hand Trucking. Clara Hand Trucking is covering the coverage for the Coyote Eagles for the playoffs. Here's the pitch. Ball strike. Boy, I tell you, he he just fades that in there right at the last. He does, and doesn't he? It looks like it's sometimes it, it looks like it's moving more than it is, and it stays on that corner. Oh, and there's that there's that uh, beautiful changeup that he throws outside. No balls and two strikes. I think it'd be good to get this first guy out. Yeah, I think this in the last game or maybe the only two games where Aiden's really had a lot of work in uh, you know that relief closer uh, spot. There's a nice line drive out the left field. Chase gives chase, but it's over the park. I know maybe that's a. I think it bounced it over. Bounced Another ground rule double. Ground rule double. Boy, had him down 0-2, too. Yep. But they can hit, you know. Well, there's a lot of pressure on Kyoto with that hit right there. Yeah, yeah. Solid contact. The worst thing you can do is give that run back. Out to that left center gap. Just gets uh, over the fence. Well, we've got, there's a butt, number four. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, who's that up there? Is this a new new hitter? Be number four. Yeah. Um, I think it might be. They got a new hitter in and he's he's button uh I think these are numbers are on the back here. Jaden Sadler, Jackson Sadler. Yeah, Jackson Sadler. Jackson Sadler's in. Who got who was it? I didn't even announce who hit that double. I can't see. Is it number eleven? Dylan Kite. This is number I four. Think you're right. I think that is number 11. Dylan Kite. So, uh, Dylan, yeah, Dylan Kipps out on second base. We got sophomore Jackson Sadler. In for Jack Britt. Here's the pitch. Ball four. Four straight there. pitches. Number five. This is Spencer Brent. Well, you can close the book on Jack Brent tonight. 
Yep, Jackson Sadler, the sophomore, can record his fourth at bat for the year. Here's another bunt. It's up down the first base line. Nope, they didn't quite get it. I thought they, it was a, kind of popped up, but it was a short one. Boy, this is the sixth or seventh time we've seen Guy attempt to bunt tonight. And really, the bunting made the difference in this game. It really did, yeah. Brent and company, they know how to put the ball down on the turf and get onto the bag. Here's another bunt. Oh, it's a nice one down the... And... Nope, they threw it away. Here comes the run. Runner over to third. Runner down the second. A cascade of errors right there. Yeah, Eden really never collected that ball. Turned to get the out at first and uh, just kind of let it sail. Yeah, we've had some of that tonight. Well, it's six to one, seventh inning. Top of the seventh. Aiden Anderson. On the mound, number six, Spencer Brent. Fly ball to center field, caught by Dobbs. He tries to throw it all the way home, a little offline, another sacrifice fly. Well, that was Isaiah Crow. Boy, that's another RBI for Isaiah Crow. I think, uh, yeah. That's his the third RBI in the game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Has he gone three for three or four for four in the game? Yeah. And the one one of them one of them fly balls was his too. Wouldn't it have scored a run? I believe it was, yeah. And maybe that was that one. I don't know. But uh, he's had a really nice game. Here comes the pitch. Ground ball to the third baseman. Right through him. Another run comes in and it's eight to one. And what was a really close game is starting to stretch out, isn't it? You could just tell by the way Coach Chipper has rounded, uh, rounded the home on the way to third base that he was uh, intent on getting some runs, couldn't yep. you? Yep. Well, uh, the winner of this gets to play Notre Dame, and uh, Notre Dame is the Southeast Iowa team. There's a ground ball uh, right through the shortstop, uh, between the, and another run scores. They are really the at first and second. Uh, it just seems like Aiden's a little deflated out there, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. I think they've kind of got him figured out now. They've got him timed up, and I'm guessing they probably see a lot of this stuff in practice with Jack Brent on the mound, getting them prepared. So I think this Notre Dame team's probably comfortable with what Aiden's. Well, they got one out. Them. They just need to start getting some outs. Here's a strike. Still no KTVO. Here's the pitch. Ground ball to the third baseman. He just steps on third. And then he decides that's all. He didn't make any more throwing errors. So there's two outs. We got a couple tight scores here, guys, in uh, Southeast Iowa. Van Buren is struggling with the bat, but they're only down two to nothing to Mediapolis in the fourth. Holy cow. Boy, they, they uh, showed they could hit in the first round of the playoffs. They didn't sure they? did. But, I think they uh, put 17 up on their, in their first game. Meepo's got some pretty stellar pitching. Here's the pitch. It looks like uh, we might have some weather coming in. Highland is only uh, up two to zero over rival Hillcrest in the fourth as well. Well, here comes the pitch. 
foul ball straight back. Number 20 is up, and that is Owen Glick. You know, maybe uh, KTVO got stopped at Helmuth uh, Ford. They might have. They found something they liked. and They, they, they may have had over. to uh, get a quick new vehicle to get over here fast enough. Well, if they got one of those hot new Broncos on the lot, I think mm -hmm. that'd stop. Most definitely. Maybe they need uh, clear hand trucking to deliver them here. Here's a nice fly ball to right field. It looks like it's in the gap. It's down. One run is in. Here comes Caden Swerkins. He's uh, on his way to third. It looks like he's going to go for a home run inside the park. And there's no play. No play inside the park home run. And it's 11 to 1. And uh, the wheels on the bus go round and round. Ooh, this one's really getting away from him a little bit here. Eagles yeah. need to reset and just get that third out and move on. Put that in the perfect spot in that uh, right center gap, and it got all the way to the fence. Well, here comes the pinch. Steer right. Oh, well, maybe not. But that was a good-looking curveball, I have to say. If you can just let that curveball go. Now, this kid's a junior, so he'll be back next year. Ball back to the fence. His curveball is really breaking all of a sudden. But he's probably getting tired. He's throwing a lot of pitches. The tireder you are, the better your curveball breaks. Here he steps in. He looks in. There's the pitch. Ball. Three balls and no strikes. We just need one more out. Chaprez, he uh, presents a very small strike zone, but boy, if you throw it in it, he's going to swing hard at it. Yeah. Here comes the pitch. Ball outside, ball four. Yeah, a really, really disciplined ball club. I think that the uh, head coach may be a, a member of our law enforcement, so I think that the boys probably listen to that. So, mm. Well, that was Carson Chipperez with the walk. Uh, Dylan Kite, the cleanup hitters up. One on, two outs. You know, it's turned into a pretty nice evening as, as the, the weather's down, although you, you're, you're still sweating. Looks like a throw over to first. You know, the, the throw in the first hasn't helped him a bit, and uh, the throws, the times the ball's got away, has really hurt him. It's been an adventure over there in the answer. Aiden just needs to worry about this hitter right here, but he's a cleanup hitter. Ball in the dirt. Good block from Caden there. Caden is uh, really improving as the season's going by, and he is uh, always ready to jump up to throw the runners at any time. He's on the mound. He looks over. Here's the pitch. Pop up. Foul ball. Aiden Anderson had an outstanding season. Big yes, left-handed kid. He's one of the one of the recruitable players. Yeah, yeah. And he'll be a mainstay next year for this Eagles team as well. Yeah, he'll probably be the the number one pitcher next year. Here comes the pitch. Oh, just missed with that ball. That was the changeup. Number 11, Dylan Kipe, first baseman. Here comes the pitch. Outside a little bit, low. Three balls and one strike. Still not much of a breeze. But the lights are on, that's something. Steve Reich. 
Got any scores for us? Nothing new. Uh, I did notice that Anamosa, state ranking 2A, the only team to beat New London this year, just got bounced out by West Liberty. Outstanding. That's See, he's always got the news. He is on it. He, our update, he's, man. He's got his news to the grindstone all the time. Well, we've got our Southeast Iowa teams, and then we got those ones that we play. So we kind of mm-hmm. try to. Mm-hmm. Well, New London Iowa. is uh, Southeast Iowa's probably best bet for a state championship, I have. They're the most complete team I've seen this year. They're they're outstanding. Well, Dylan McCobe, he he, uh, he he describes them as an all-star player at every position. Yeah, very well coached. They have a good lineage there. They keep bringing players up, and it's just they just reload every single year. It seems at New London, kind of have that pipeline to Southeastern College and. Uh, really develop a lot of young players down that way. When I moved to Iowa back in the 1990s, the wrestling was great there. Everything else a little iffy, but boy, they've really... Here's a fly ball to right field. That's the wrong place to hit it. There you go. Here comes the vacuum cleaner, Tanner Waterhouse. Sigourney's. This inning mercifully comes to an end. <laughs> yeah, that one got away end. from him. It was a rough one. <laughs> well... Uh, Sigourney scores final, 2-0 over Wayne. They will advance. Well, congratulations, Coach Crawford. And yep. Van Buren's closed the gap 2-1 to one against Mediapolis. Somebody at this table told Bo Smith that uh, he should be recruited to college. I'm thinking somebody on my right there. I think that's a, a good call there. Big, right. strong kid like that. I asked him about it, and he, he uh, uh, seemed to not really know if that's how, you know, what direction he wants to go, which is typical of a lot of young men. I, I don't know what I wanted to do at 18. I still don't all the time. But, uh, well, at 55, I know where I want to go, well, and that's to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and a nap. A nap is always good. <laughs> Maybe a sandwich later on. <laughs> you know, you know uh, have you heard about this rule? You can't swim uh, half an hour until half an hour after eating? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't swim at all. <laughs> I mean, that's a tough rule. <laughs> You're, you, you just float, right, Dave? Yeah, I was floating around with a ham sandwich there in Florida. <laughs> Dave, it seems unfair. But those yeah, are the I don't know. I've never been one to follow too many rules. But uh. Well, this is it. This is life, the one you get. The number three hitter, Caden Clarahan's up. Ball outside. Boy, he's got to get up. Number one's pitching for... uh, Uh, We got a new pitcher. Number one. Number one is a shortstop, Caden Swinziker. Ground ball to the third baseman. Uh, He makes a great play on it. He throws over. It bounces in the ground. They can't can't pick it up, and that's what they needed. Caden's at second. Well, you got a runner at second base. Nobody out. And our man, Cole Kendrick. He had three RBIs in game one. And he's got a duck on the pond right here. Looks like a little courtesy, courtesy runner. runner. That'd be number four senior, A.J. Sheets. A.J. Sheets. Big Cubs fan out there, A.J. Sheets. Nicknamed Javi. Is he? Yeah. Here comes the. I can't even see the pitch. There it goes. They got so many people standing in front of us now. So. Well, number one. And that is Caden Swinzinger. He started the game at shortstop, but he's coming in to close things out. 
He's staying in the strike zone, but uh, they're putting the bats on the ball. I hope they can get some rallies in here so the news crew can get here. And he goes back. Tried to pick him off at second base, but it didn't work out. Well, Cole Kindred's up. Runner at second base. No balls and a strike. There's a, there, keep throwing back to this. Keep throwing back to the runner at second base. I wouldn't worry about him at all with a 10-run lead. He's got a good pickoff move, but I agree. I don't see the point. Yeah, I care less if he scores or not. Here comes the pitch. Strike up to the top of the strike zone. You know, with the different pitchers, they got different styles, and you're yeah. you're just having to adjust all night long. I think this number one may have the most velocity we've seen from a Burlington uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, they just tonight. keep, and that can be an effective strategy. Here comes the pitch. I used to pitch a kid that threw strikes, just threw strikes. You know, he wasn't real fast or anything, but he was always threw strikes. Throw him for the first two innings. And, that guy was pretty fast for the second two innings, and now the guy, the fastest guy, for the last three, the last two. Here comes the pitch. That must have been outside. Two balls and two strikes. No breeze tonight. Here comes the pitch. Foul ball, right back. Well, they don't call tonight the breeze, do they? It's, it's dead. <laughs> it's kind of that pre-storm feel. I tell you, here comes the pitch. Strike, curveball. Got him reached for it. That was Cole Kendrick in the big RBI opportunity. But Tanner Waterhouse. Yet to make his mark on this game, but I feel like this is a good chance for him. When the pitcher throws hard, he does most of the work for you. All you gotta do is meet the ball. Here comes the pitch. Strike. Tanner's looking for something he likes. Runner at second base, one out. Here comes the pitch. These pitchers don't give you much time for banter, do they? They are right on top of it. It's the same thing we had the other night, Dave. You know, they're getting into the pitch, getting into the routine, getting into that rhythm, getting after it. There is a playoff focus, isn't there? Here comes the pitch. Right, he grounds the ball up the middle, takes a little odd hop. There's the throw. They got him at first, but they moved the runner over to third. Quick hands at Tanner Waterhouse, get some bat on the ball. Good to see him get make, make contact anyhow. They're may, they're do, ever since Jack Wren's been out, they've been faring a little better. Uh, Jack Wren just baffled them all night long, oh, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, he was really dealing, had control from the word go. Here's the pitch. Ball up inside. This is Aiden Anderson. And uh, this could be the last batter of the season. It's been a fantastic season. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, Eagles baseball. Here's the pitch. Hits a foul ball. 
One ball and one strike. Kyoto's a baseball town, isn't it? It is, you know. Uh, they really enjoy the baseball here, but like I said last time, they really enjoy the basketball. Sigourney Kyoto football is huge too. Here's a ground ball. Does it get through? No, it isn't. And that, the game comes to the end. Uh, well, Notre Dame is going to advance and face uh, face uh, Burlington. Uh, you know, again, it's a pretty good game, wasn't it? It was. You know, it's kind of what we anticipated in this pitcher's duel. Um, you know, Notre Dame hit as well tonight, I think, as they did the other night against Wapolo. So it's just one of those games where, uh, you know, those mental lapses at times really gave uh, Burlington Notre Dame the advantage, and they kind of stuck with it. You know, uh, Kyoto tends to make errors in threes, and they made uh, they made three errors uh, tonight, and uh, again, that was the difference. Uh, I feel a little deflated. How about you? Well, I always am when uh, when our our uh, favorite teams, you know, finish a season and, and earlier than you want them to. They but, ain't uh, got 16, 17 wins this year. It was an outstanding season. Well. We'll be back with the post-game show. Thanks for listening. Well, welcome back. It's Beyond Beautiful Benches presents the uh, players of the game. We we have selected uh, pitcher Jack Brent and uh, uh, RBI specialist, the DH, uh, Isaiah Crow. Uh, welcome to the program, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, I'm gonna, I want to go over your pitching with you, but I want to talk to Isaiah Crow real good. You, you had some bunts. You had a sacrifice fly. You drove in some runs. Uh, uh, you made a lot of contributions for a guy that was a DH. Uh, what was your approach going up there to bat tonight? Uh, the pitch is there to swing. Make, so, make, sure make contact with it. Cole Clarahan uh, led the league in strikeouts in the whole state last year. He was third in uh, uh, Class A this year coming out. What kind of a, what, what kind of a challenge is he is, uh, in the batter's box? Uh, he has a pretty good slider. Got me a couple times on that, but just a normal, normal pitcher, I guess. So you don't care who's up there. You nope. just go up there ripping and driving. And Have you had a pretty productive year with the RBIs and the, and the bats and stuff this year? Yes, sir. Well, what uh, are you a senior, sophomore? What are I'm you? a sophomore. You're a sophomore, so you'll be around for a while. How about you, uh, Mr. Uh, Jack Rent? You a senior? I am a senior, yes. So. Uh, you get to live to to face another game and play on there. I do. So are all your games like this? That was one of the, the most brilliant games we ever. You almost uh, through the four, fourth innings, you faced the minimum. Yeah, um, it's it's not always like this. I'll, I'll tell you that for sure. My my off speed was definitely working. I was being able to throw it for a strike pretty well and not set up all my other pitches pretty well. Well, you had a nice easy delivery with your curveball. And, and uh, it was breaking quite a bit for you tonight, and it, you were keeping it in the strike zone. I don't, did you walk anybody? I don't I don't believe so. I didn't think you walked anybody either. In fact, I, I could about remember one guy you got the three balls on, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. he was fouling, that was cool player, and he was fouling a lot of pitches off. Uh, you know, you, you, you guys uh, came here at the Eagles Nest last Saturday, and you tore things up, and uh, this game's 11 to one, but it was a pretty close game. Yeah. Uh, it was five to one, uh, I think, going in the top of the sixth inning. So mm -hmm. uh, you just kind of had that one inning where things stretched out. Uh, uh, what, what do you think of this Kyoto team? Uh, uh, they're definitely solid. Um, like you said, Clarahan obviously is a very tough pitcher. We we've been preparing for him the last couple of days. We know he's one of the best in the state. Um, 
like Zay said, we we trust our bats. We don't think we don't think anyone can blow by us. And when we have our right approach, we can just about hit anything. Well, you, you're facing New London, and, and they're going to pre- present a tremendous challenge to you. They're, For sure. they're what uh, uh, all the the media says is uh, Southeast Iowa's best chance at a state championship mm-hmm. this year. What's it going to take to go up against a team like that and uh, come out on top? Um, hopefully, I can deliver a similar appearance on the mound against them, and our hitting is going to have to do better if do good, if, if not better, than it was tonight. Well, Burlington, Notre Dame, uh, you have... Uh, Really played outstanding in the playoffs. Uh, you had a real tough schedule to kind of sharpen you up for this, and uh, I really appreciate you guys being sure. here. Thanks for being with us. Uh, for sure. Yep. We Thank got you. Co- Coach Chipperez coming up. Yeah. Well, you 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 got to be happy again. I am. I'm a, I'm ecstatic. This was a this was a, a game that we were we were worried about. Kyoto's a good program. They got. Um, obviously, they got one of the. They had one of the top pitchers in the state going against us tonight, and um, we pulled it out. I couldn't be happier for our guys. Well, uh, last time I saw you had a big smile on your face, and tonight you got a, a, a smile that's rivaling uh, what you had last time. I do. <laughs> well, let's let's go over a little bit about the game. We talked to a couple of the, of the players that made a big contribution, but there was a. Again, just like last time we saw, there's a lot of players that made a big contribution to kind of surmise what happened out there on the field tonight. Yeah, well, you know, I think tonight, you know, um, Clearhand had, I mean, he, he had our number, you know, we put, we put the ball in play. I mean, you know, we told our guys, put the ball in play, you know, good things will happen, you know. They, or Kyoto made a couple mistakes, and, and we've, been, we've done a good job this year on capitalizing on our, our opponent's mistakes, and I, I think that's what we did. Um, we played a little small ball there, and um, you know, we had to do what we had to do to win. You know, you used the bunt very effectively, uh, and you, you bunted, and, and good things happened for you when you bunted, you know, and uh, you, you were moving runners that way. seemed like you were kind of, you had a plan to kind of play some small ball to get some runs early, and that happened for you. Do you think that was big? It, it was. You know, we, we harp on, on small ball. We, we bunt continuously. I mean, every practice we're working on that. We're harping on it, doing your jobs. Um, we knew um, with with Jack Brent on the mound, we knew that if we if we got ahead a few runs, that we might have a good chance to win. Um, we knew it was going to be tough against uh, Claire Hand. You know, he's a, like I said, he's a great pitcher. Um, um, so we obviously we needed to play some small ball there, and we and, and they did a great job of executing what they needed to do. Well, we we talked to you a little bit about uh, what you needed to do to win at the beginning of the game, and uh, it seems like you executed that game plan and. Uh, you guys are moving on to uh, play New London now. Have you played New London yet this season? We played them twice. Yes. And uh, uh, what, what's uh, sixteen to sixteen to four and eight to one? Second eight game. to one. Yeah. So you you got to cut a nap. You should be on on the way to. They're they're going to be difficult. You know they're everybody you know thinks that they they had a, a chance at the state title, but man, uh, uh, the the way your team plays and I didn't really I don't know that did you make any errors. Um, yeah, I think we had one or two. Yeah, I know we had one there in the bottom oh, of the no. with our third baseman. No, was that that first hit that Colton Clarahan had? Or, I don't know if it was a hit or an error. What it, was a, it was a hit. Was it a hit? Okay. Yeah. so But he uh, he was able to get him out stealing, and uh, you, you I think you had the minimum face a minimum through four or something like that, or or maybe a four and, or three and two-thirds you, you'd uh, face the minimum. Uh, yeah, they, they showed a little fight, tried to get back into it, into it late, but... Uh, just a com- another complete performance, and you got to be pleased. And uh, Round Guy Raiders really proud of you. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Well, I appreciate you having us. Well, we appreciate you. Good luck uh, the rest of the way. All right, thanks a bunch.